0: This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Kallstrup and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Hey, good evening, everyone. We want to welcome you tonight to Fellowship's Church Midweek Service. Delighted you can be with us, praise God. So uh, pick up something good to drink, get yourself your Bible out, praise God. Let's have a good time together. I don't know about you, but I'm just excited about our future as we look to the things that have been going on, the things that God is doing in the lives of people. And as you know, we uh, recently started uh, uh, ministering to our children, and also we had some, a nursery that was available this past week. Everything re- worked out really, really well. And so we're excited, praise God, about getting back to normal and start having church again, gathering in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, rejoicing in the goodness of our God and thanking Him, magnifying His name for all that He has done and is doing and going to do. And not only that, But to be able to meet together as a church, you know, corporately, to be able to have time together and to have fellowship and food and all of the things that are associated with that, to have good ministry of the Word of God, you know, to invite guests to come and praise God, just preach, preach, preach the living Word of God. Thank God for His Word. You know, we can rejoice together because of what it is that God has promised. And I tell you what, that's what we hang our our hats on. That's what we we build our lives around is the promises that God has made. And so tonight I'm going to talk with you a little bit about that, praise God. And uh, I I just know that you're going to enjoy this. And that you're going to be blessed by it. So, again, if you've got a Bible there, I'd like to invite you to open it to Psalm 33. We're going to take a verse of Scripture from this, and then we're going to take off. We're going to talk to you about a number of different things. Psalm 33, if you can find that in your Bibles. And i tell you what, let's pray. Let's just commit our hearts to the Word here, and uh, we'll get right after it. Father, we love you tonight. So grateful, Father, for your living Word, the promises you've made. You said in your word, Father, you would never, ever leave us or forsake us. And so, Father, we know that as children of God, as those that have been called by your name, praise God, our future is bright. Hallelujah. And so we just rejoice in you, Father. We thank you for your mercy and goodness. And as we commit ourselves, Father, to this study tonight, I just want to thank you for the word of God prevailing within every heart, every mind. I thank you, Father, for bringing peace that it may establish them, Father, in the words that you have allowed to escape your lips as promises to our hearts. And so we thank you for your blessing tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Notice with me, Psalm 33 and verse 11. The Bible says, the counsel of the Lord, listen to this, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. Hallelujah. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. So I don't know what generation that you're living in. I know I'm living in this and right now. And the Bible says, "Praise God that his counsel stands in my generation both sure and steadfast." You know, if you were with us last week, we talked about marching to the beat of a different drummer, and we use the illustration, you know, if you ever go to a parade or some kind of event where there's marching bands, you know. Of course, you know, the drum corps, the drum department, I mean, they're the ones that are setting the cadence uh, for that whole band and what it is that they're doing, you know. And it's, it's actually quite exciting and almost energizing, you know, as you hear them coming down the street or whatever the case might be, because, you know, again, that drum corps, baby, I mean, they're... They're getting after it, and you can see that they're marching in absolute cadence to what it is that they're, you know, sending out there. And so you have the major ed or you have the, you know, the the uh, the drum major or the field commander, whoever it is, you know, they're out there doing their thing, you know, and, and uh, uh, everything is within the context of the cadence of that drum corps. And the reason I say that is is because, you know, uh, you know, whether we realize it or not, we're we're all influenced by something. We're all being directed by something. And and the question that I have is is you know, what is it that's influencing you right now? What is it that's you know directing your steps? What is it that's causing you to, you know, have a certain gate within your life? You know, is it is it public opinion? Is it, it popular culture? Is it politics? Is it You know, just your career or your neighbor or, you know, religion or whatever, you know. What is it that's, you know, really driving you in the direction that you're going? Well, I hope it's the Word of God. I I hope that it is God's promises to you. For you as an individual, for you as a father or a mother, as children, praise God, you know. Uh, Whatever it is, whatever roles that you have within your life, I'm telling you the living Word of God. Oh, I'm so excited about God's Word tonight, you guys. Listen to me, it's truth. It is the absolute truth. And praise God, we can build our lives on it and know that when we do it, that we'll be standing. Hallelujah. Jesus talked about that, you know, when he said, you know, that whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I'll liken them to a wise man that build his house upon a rock. Hallelujah. And the winds came and the floods came and the rain descended and all of these things. But that house was still standing. And of course, you know, this is, this is an illustration that Jesus gives to us about our personal lives. The storms of life, they do come to all of us. But I'm telling you, when we build our lives upon the solid foundation of God's living word by doing it, You know, a lot of people, they talk about the Bible. You know, a lot of people, they rejoice in the Bible. But I tell you what, it's the doers of the Bible. Those are the ones, praise God, that benefit when we we put into practice what it is that he has said in those difficult times. It's great to obey God when it's easy. But, you know, there are times in our lives, praise God, when we're faced with decisions and choices. And, praise God, we have to take the high road. we got to take God's living word and keep on doing it. And if we will, my friend, I will guarantee you, your life will be absolutely blessed. Look at that verse of Scripture with me in Psalm thirty-three, eleven. N- uh, notice again it says, the counsel of the Lord stands Forever. Woo! Glory to God. Not only does it stand forever, but the thoughts of his heart to every or all generations. Glory be to God. Amen. You know, and so. So what is it? Who is it that you're, you're following? What is it that's, you know, influencing your life at this time? You know, uh, so many people, you know, they're dominated by this and that and the other. And, and it's important for us to really, you know, reevaluate and think about this where our personal lives are concerned because those voices or those influences are, are causing so many people to be so fearful. And 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 the truth of the matter is, is that for a lot of people, they're angry, you know? I mean, they've listened to certain ones, you know, and it's always, you know, couched in some kind of criticism. And, you know, they're just, they're just mad, you know? They don't even know necessarily what they're mad about, but they're just mad. I'm telling you, that's no way to live. Child of God, listen to me. That is no way for you and I... To be living, there is a better way because it causes people to make poor choices. It causes people to behave badly. And that's not the plan that God has for our lives because we always sow or we always reap what we sow. So it's important, praise God, for us to make sure that we have the things in our heart that need to be there. There's so much uncertainty in regard to people's future. And not only that, it it causes their anxieties to be at such a high level. Listen, God, you know, he's the prince of peace. He said, my peace do I give to you. Are you a possessor of his peace tonight? Are you one, praise God, that is basking within the presence of His promises so that you're not wrought up and anxious and, you know, concerned about this, that, and the other? You know, the truth of the matter is is that if you are, it's because you've been listening to the wrong drummer. You know, somehow or another, you've just got off track, you know, and you got your cadence going down a, a side road someplace instead of the main highway that God has for you, and you just need to get back on it. Hallelujah. So... You know, there really is, you know. I mean, sometimes people, they think that, you know, being a doer of the Word of God and having genuine real peace in your heart is some kind of a pipe dream, some kind of like, you know, pseudo, you know, you've you're got your head stuck in the sand and, and uh, you know, you're looking the other direction and you're not, you're not, you know, facing reality. Well, I'm telling you, there's nothing more real than God's Word. There's nothing more real than what he's promised. I'm telling you, you can say what it is you want about it, my dear friend, but I'm telling you, praise God, that his living word and your trust, your faith, your belief in what it is that he has promised can give you great peace in the midst of the storm. Hallelujah. Jesus was never afraid. He was never frightened by anything. His disciples, you know, all of a sudden they were all stirred up and this and that and the other, and Jesus would come and he would bring peace peace to that situation. Listen, he wants to do the same thing for you. Hallelujah. He's not just the God of the 12 disciples. He's the God of all of us that are children of God and believe in him. And so it becomes important for us as believers to fully, you know, ex- you know embrace the, the, the true reality of absolute confidence that you can have in God, hallelujah, you know, and, and that he would take away the fears and calm every weary soul. So you know what? There's just a better way. And that way is found in Jesus. Glory be to God forevermore. Hallelujah. You know, our heavenly father, you know, this is something for you to think about. Did you know that he, he is fully aware of what it is that you and I are dealing with right now in our individual lives. And even as a congregation or as a uh, a people, a community, whatever the case might be, you know, he is fully aware. Long before it even showed up, he was fully aware of what it was that would be going on that might threaten our lives, and thank God he has an answer for it. Come on now. I tell you what, you ought to rejoice because God's got an answer for you. You say, Well, He hasn't been talking to me. You know, I don't know what He's saying. You know, I can't hear God. You know, well, maybe you need to take a little time and spend some time with Him so that He can talk to you, so that He can bring peace to your life so that he can quicken or make alive his living word, his promise to your heart so that you're not overwrought by all of the anxieties and the fear and everything else that's going on in the world around us. I'm telling you what, you guys, Jesus has called us as believers to live a cut above all the rest, not because we're anything, but because he dwells in us And he wants to take care of us. Glory to God forevermore. I don't know about you, but that thrills my soul. Hallelujah. So, you know, the Bible tells us this. It says, come to me, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will make your life more miserable. No, he said, I will give you rest. So here's my question to you tonight. Are you laboring? Are you heavy laden? I'm telling you, God wants to give you rest. Think about that scripture with me one more time. Listen, he said, just what Jesus said. He said, come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. There are people who are yoked up to anxiety and worry and fear and all kinds of things, man. And I mean, it is just dragging them down. I mean, it's rubbing their nose in the dirt. I mean, there's so many things that are going on in in their lives. And, And Jesus is saying, I want you to make an exchange. And he says, I want you to take that yoke of fear and anxiety off, and I want you to put mine on. Take my yoke Upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you, Hallelujah, will find rest unto your soul. That's what the Bible. That's what the Bible says, hallelujah. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, come to me. And that's the the key in all of that is, is that people has to come. He has told us, you know, ahead of time that these things would come to pass. But, you know, he also told us that we were not to concern ourselves about it. Now, listen to me. You know, when you think about that, I mean, God has to give us a different alternative. He must be offering something different than what it is that maybe we happen to be embracing or thinking about or 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 believing, if that's maybe the right way to put it, because again, you know, you think about it, uh, he told us ahead of time that all of these things would come to pass, that these things would be going on in the earth, you know, as we understand it, but not to concern ourselves, <laughs> not to concern ourselves about it. Why? Because praise God, Jesus takes care of his own. He takes care of you. He takes care of me. We have it in the Gospels as we read. You know, Jesus was, you know, given the charge of 12 men, their families and everything of that nature. And he cared for them, the Bible says, to the very end. In other words, he did everything that was necessary by the power of the Spirit of God to care for the needs of those men, and he's going to do the same thing for you. He is willing to do the very same thing for you if you'll just trust him. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, God has something better for the child of God. I don't know about you, but I believe that with all my heart. You know, the Bible says that when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Hallelujah. Yeah, some things in life are just bigger than us, but thank God we serve a big God, a bigger God, you know? And so if we would just trust him, look to him and come to him, hallelujah. You know, a lot of things would look a whole lot different. You know, he made this statement. He said, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars, but, but see that you be not troubled. Right now, you know, you've got everything going on with, a, with the United States and China, you know, and what it is that's going on in Hong Kong and all these different kinds of things. Lots of saber rattling, you know, different things, you know, that are happening and so on. And, and Jesus just said, dude, this, these things, I told you these things will happen. But here's what he said. He said, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. See to it that you aren't troubled. Now, again, that's not a stick your head in the sand kind of statement. But what it is is to simply say, you know what? I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's doing what. But I'm telling you what, God is watching out for me, and he will care for his own. So, I'm not going to be troubled about it. I may pray about it or something of that nature, you know, if I'm prompted by the Holy Ghost. You know, but at the end of the day, all of these things, he said, you're going to hear about them and things are going to happen. You'll hear of wars, and certainly we've seen that. The destabilization of so many governments all over the world, different things, you know, that Russia's doing now. First with Syria, now they're invading in, into other areas and getting their nose where it doesn't belong. But, you know, all of these things, Jesus said, would come to pass. But here's the point. He said, I want you not to be troubled or anxious about it. Because he said, For all these things must come to pass. The end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines, pestilence, or diseases and earthquakes in various places. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 6 and 7. Also, he said, These things I've spoken to you that in me. You might have peace. In the world, you're gonna have tribulation. Listen, but be of good cheer. Now, again, a lot of people say, Are you out of your mind? How in the world can you have peace when all this stuff's going on? Because it's not my concern to be concerned with. Hallelujah. God is able to take care of us. Hallelujah. You know, I mean, you read the psalmist of old, and I mean, he just said, no matter what happens, I mean, the the mountains could fall into the depths of the sea, and God will make sure that I'm taken care of. I trust you believe that tonight. I'm telling you, he wants to care for you. But you know, you have to give him permission. You have to say yes. Yes. You have to invite him. You, you know, it's just like he said, "Come to me, all you that are laboring and heavy laden, and, and you'll find rest in your soul." Have you ever been in a in a uh, uh, a group of people or something like that, and you'll see some one of the children? You know, maybe he's somehow or another very shy, and he's kind of out there, you know, all by himself. Uh, maybe you're around a bonfire or something of that nature, but he's very sheepish, and, he, sheepish and he's just not real sure, you know, there's, there's a uncertainty, there's a lack of confidence, you know, and so he kind of stands out, you know, further away, but, but somebody, you know, says, come on in here, man, come on, no, the fire's warm, you know, come on over here, you know, we got s'mores, we got food, we got blessing, we got, you know, all kinds of things, come on over, and, you know, so he kind of, you know, hesitantly and yet, and yet, uh, interestingly enough, comes and comes and finally finally gets there. you know so many people in their lives and their relationship with god it 's the same way it 's like they 're out there in the shadows someplace they 're clear out away from the fire where it 's cold, and God is just saying, "Come to me." All of you that labor and heavy labor, I'll give you rest. Hallelujah. You know, that's the call that God is making to humanity. That's the call He's making to every child of God. There's no reason, praise God, for you to have another sleepless night. There's no reason for you whatsoever to be filled with worry and care because your heavenly Father, that's what the Bible says, If you're a child of God, he is your father, beloved, now are we the sons of God, glory to God. He's your father, he wants to take care of you. And he just needs you, praise God, to yield to him. The Bible says, again, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. In another place, it says this, peace I leave with you, hallelujah, my peace Give I unto you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. He said, let not your heart be troubled, and neither let it be afraid. Now, listen, that implies something. That implies that you're the one who has to choose not to let your heart be troubled. Well, you know, God, I just wish you'd do something. I wish you'd take this anxiety and fear and worry and care away. He already has. He said, I've given you my peace. He said, you, don't let your heart be troubled and don't let it be afraid. Glory to God forevermore. Woo, glory to God. I preach myself happy and I'm not even done yet. Glory to God. Yeah, undoubtedly, enjoying God's peace, listen, and undoubtedly, I mean, if if you're going to enjoy the peace of God, it's going to require faith. You're going to have to, what do I mean by that? You're going to have to trust God. You're going to have to believe what he said. You know, again, God has a plan for the child of God and for the one who believes. He has a, he has a plan for every child of God. But so unfortunately, there are those that choose not to believe. It's, they got this Thomas kind of faith. They just say, well, unless I can see the print of the nails in his hand and thrust my hand into his side, I won't believe. Well, you know, when, when Jesus did confront Thomas about that, he said, don't be faithless, but believe. You know, Hallelujah. He said, blessed are those that believe. Hallelujah. When you believe God, there's going to be a performance of what it is he promised. When you don't believe God, when you're like the Thomas kind of guy that's just out there in the middle of nowhere, then you get nothing. And then you're, you know, everything, your life, your thinking, your thoughts, they're all jaded. You know, you think that God's against you, that people don't like you, and all of these. And nothing, 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 nothing could be further from the truth, all of that is lies of the devil. God wants the very best for you, my friend. I'm telling you what, it's time to turn the tables where your life is concerned so that God can rise up, praise God, and do something significant in your life. He needs your consent. He just simply needs for you to say, yes, to what it is that he's promised, turn your back on the devil, praise God, walk the other way, resist him, the Bible says, and he will flee. Glory to God forevermore. Say it with me, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Hallelujah. I'm telling you, praise God, there's great things in store for the child of God. And I I trust that you'll believe. it. But you've got to have faith. It requires faith. You know, and I'm not talking about some kind of, you know, denominational faith or something of that. I'm talking about a person who has chosen to believe or trust in what it is. This is a good definition of, of faith. It's trusting in what God has said and doing it, you know. Being a doer of the word of God. Hallelujah. Faith is acting on God's word. Faith is saying what God says about your situation. Not what circumstances say or, you know, the neighbor down the street or whoever else. No, what, God, what did God say about it? Hallelujah. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He said, praise God, I will strengthen you. He said, I will help you. I will uphold you. I'm telling you, this stuff is in the Bible. He said, I will restore health to you. Hallelujah. You know, these are things that God has promised in his word. Thank God for the living word of God. But my friend, praise God, you've got to turn your gaze toward the word of God. You have to turn your gaze toward what it is he said. You've got to get it down on the inside of you so that it's bigger and stronger than whatever it is that's out here that's threatening your life and telling you that it's not going to work. But I'm telling you, it will work because God is for you. Hallelujah i tell you what, praise God, it's time for us, as children of God, you know, to stand up, glory to God, stand up against all this junk and start walking in the light of the Word of God and rejoicing in His goodness. You know, the Bible says that whatever's born of God overcomes the world. Are you born of God? Are you a child of God? Then the Bible says you've overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world even our, what's that word? Faith. Thank God. See, you could be a child of God and be absolutely defeated or you can be a child of God and hold and have absolute victory. But the missing ingredient in that is this simple thing called, I trust you, Lord. I believe what you said and I'm gonna walk in the light of it. Glory be to God. No matter what anybody else does. You're going to walk in the light of God's word, and I guarantee you that you're going to come out on the other side on top. Yes, on top, because the Bible says that he watches over his word to perform it, and not only that, we read in our text that the counsel of the Lord, it stands forever. Hallelujah. You can go to the bank on what Jesus said. I'm telling you, you can trust him because he'll make good on every promise that he has made to you. Hallelujah. You say, well, I don't know what he said. I don't know what he promised. Well, maybe it's time to find out. Maybe it's time to get into the book and let the book get in you. Maybe it's time to get in the New Testament and find out what it is that Jesus has done for you redemptively. Praise God. You know, when I read the word of God, I discover, praise God, that he has delivered me From the authority of darkness, and he has translated me into the kingdom of God's dear son. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what, praise God, the Bible says that my citizenship is in heaven. I have relocated, hallelujah, and I'm living by a different economy because of the God of heaven and earth who purchased me with his own blood so that I could be a part of his family, so that I could rejoice in his goodness, and so that I praise God could glorify his name because of what it is that he has provided provided for me. I'm telling you what, I mean, that's worth shouting about. That's worth getting excited about because God, again, is on your side. You know, if I keep saying that enough, you'll probably start believing it. Hallelujah. And no, there's no telling what might happen. You know, you might hit the, hit the screen door out the door. You'll go and do a little spin around the house. Hallelujah. And just rejoice in the goodness of God because he is so good. Glory to God. So, you know, here's the thing, you guys. My ambition here this evening is to try to point you back in the direction toward God's living word. To get you to refocus your thinking, your, your, your view, your, your gaze, if you want to call it that, uh, your, your um, uh, uh, heart toward what it is that God has said his word never changes circumstances do sure enough you know things can tighten up things can loosen up things you know can go this way or that or whatever the case might be but his word never changes and thank God because of that you can rejoice so i just want to point you back to the word of god you know where we where we discover not only the father's care but his absolute authority hallelujah i'm telling you what you serve a big god are you listening to me? I mean, I'm telling you, Daddy God, yeah, I mean, he's got his stuff together. If you would, look back with me in this psalm. Let's just back up into it a little bit here. And let's begin with verse 1. Because, and I want you to notice, as we preface the reading, I just want you to notice that, that what the psalmist is talking about in all of this is, is God's word, uh, his counsel. Uh, you know, what he said. And, and with that, in, in the back of your mind, read this together with me, beginning in verse 1. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise is comely or proper. Hallelujah. It's proper. I'm telling you, it's proper for the upright to praise God. Verse 2, praise the Lord with the harp. Sing to him with a, pr- a psaltery and, and an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Hallelujah. Play skillfully with a loud noise. Glory to God. Turn it up. Glory to God. You know, rejoice in God. Have you been rejoicing lately? Huh? Have you been singing his praises? Have you been, you know, thanking God for his goodness and mercy? Or you just been walking around, you know, with all this heaviness and whatever? I'm telling you what, praise God. Shake that snake off into the fire. Glory to God. Rejoice in him. And it tells us to do all of these things. Notice, here's the reason why in verse 4. He says, do all of this, for the word of the Lord is right, and all of his works are done in truth. He loves righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness and the mercy of the Lord, and it certainly is. Notice in verse 6, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made. Did you hear that? By his spoken word. We understand through faith that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things that are seen were not made of things which do appear. Hallelujah. God spoke this earth into existence, and it was, hallelujah. So when we read this verse of scripture in verse six, it says again, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap, he laid up the depths of the storehouses or in-store houses, and in verse 8 it says, Let all the earth fear the Lord, and let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him, because He spake, and it was done, He commanded, and it stood fast. Listen, the Lord brings... The counsel of the heathen to nothing. You know, all of these things that are threatening your life, all of these things that people, you know, are are breathing out, you know. I'm telling you, you guys, listen, listen, listen. I'm telling you, there is a God in heaven that is laughing at that whole mess. And I tell you, he will bring it to nothing. That's what this means. He'll bring it to naught. He'll bring their counsel to nothing. Time and time and time and time again. Men have thought that they would do whatever it is they thought right in their own sight, and God has come and confounded their counsel and brought it to nothing. I'm telling you, this is a verse of Scripture that you can rejoice in tonight. Come on now. You know, you'll hear all this bad news, and you can just say, yeah, but you don't know my God. You just don't know what it is that He's able to do. You just don't know, praise God, that He's greater. Woo! He is greater, glory to God, than anything that men can contrive or try to or destroy what it is that God is going to do. Hallelujah. His counsel will stand. Hallelujah. So notice as we go on reading here, it says again in verse 8, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. I'm telling you, everyone is going to stand in awe. Of Jesus. Woo! I will guarantee you (laughs) there is something coming, praise God, the likes of which people have never witnessed before in their life. King Jesus. Glory be to God. And some will rejoice in his appearing, and others will in shame turn away. But I'm telling you, he's coming again. And so we can rejoice in what it is that he's, and not far away. We don't know the hour of the day, but I'm telling you, we're getting close. The Bible says it's nearer now than when we first believed. This is, is at the threshold. I'm telling you, he's about to come through the door. So all the more reason for you and I, child of God, to rejoice in the goodness of God, to live right, to live godly, to get our lives pure before God and, and put away the unfruitful works of darkness and put on the armor of light and to live for him, glory to God, with an excitement and anticipation of what it is that, praise God, he's doing and going to do. Hallelujah. It's so exciting to be a child of God. All right, let me try to finish reading this. Notice in verse 9 it says again, that he spake and it was done. He commanded it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel of the heathen to nothing. He makes the devices of the people of none effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever and the thoughts of his hearts to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. What did he say about those people? He said they were blessed. You're blessed. If you're a child of God, you're blessed. If you're not, you need to become one. Because praise God, Jesus came to this earthborn existence just for you. He doesn't care about what you haven't done right or all the sins that you've committed. He and His blood was sufficient to provide for our salvation in your life. And the Bible says that if you'll call on the name of the Lord, you can be saved. What's that mean? That means you ask Him, you pray, you just say, God, I need you. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sin, and and I surrender my heart to you right now because I know that without you I'm nothing. And that's the truth, dear friend. I mean, all of us, without him, we're nothing. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says there are none that are righteous, not one. It also says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so the Bible tells us that if we will confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we can be saved. Salvation comes through your admitting the need you have in your life for Jesus to be the Lord of your life. And dear friend, if you'll just simply pray a prayer and say, God, come into my life, a- I ask him to forgive you. I mean, he will come, he will visit you, and your life will be completely different. And if that happens, if you make that decision, if you choose that you're gonna make him the Lord of your life, please let us know somehow, either call us or maybe uh, you know, uh, get on our website and let us know that you've made a decision for Jesus Christ, because I'm telling you what, time's short. Jesus is coming again. And there is an opportunity in all of our lives right now to be able to call on him and be saved. So I trust that you'll do that. Glory to God. Look with me one more time here in Psalm. Uh, Let's turn over to the uh, first Psalm in in the uh, book of Psalms. But look at this uh, Psalm 1. I mean, we've read this before, but I got to read it again because it's so good. I mean, God's word's good. Don't you think it's pretty good? Come on now. Hallelujah. There you are, drinking whatever refreshment you got rolling there, and you know, you got your Bible. Look at this verse with me. It says, blessed. Look at that first word, blessed. Everybody say blessed. Yeah, blessed is the man or woman that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, or sits in the seat of the scornful. Who you been listening to lately? Huh? Who you been hanging out with? Who's been influencing you? Who is it that's providing direction in your life? Is it the ungodly, the sinner, the scornful? I hope not because the Bible says blessed is the man that does not walk or put himself in the way of those individuals, but rather his delight is in the law of the Lord. Look right there in your Bible. That's what it says. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in it does he meditate day and night. Now he goes on to describe what this cat's going to be like. Woo! Glory to God. Look at it right there. In your Bible it says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, listen, that brings forth fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither or wilt. You know, some folk right now, I mean, because of fear and anxiety and anger and all, I mean, all their all their leaves have withered, baby. It's time to get up next to the river of life. It's time to get up next to Jesus, glory to God, and drink from the well of salvation, and to be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. To be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It says he'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in it his seasons. Its leaf will not And listen, whatever he does, he'll prosper. Hallelujah. Notice what it goes on to say. It says the ungodly aren't like that. Huh? They're not so. It says, goes on to describe them, but they're like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall Perish. You don't want to perish, my friend. Praise God. So don't walk in their counsel. Don't listen to what they have to say. Listen to what God has to say. And I guarantee you, you will be so blessed. Hallelujah. Like I said, you'll hit that screen door. You'll have to take a couple trips around the house. You'll be rejoicing in the goodness of God. And I'll tell you what, it'll bless you. Hallelujah. It'll bless you. You know, if we've gotten away from the Word of God, let's return. You know, what I mean by that, have we gotten away from its influence? Have we, have we gotten away from its guidance, its authority? If we have, let's repent. Say, oh, God, how in the world could I ever do this? Repent and return back and let it, you know, get back where you belong, man. Hallelujah. Listen to the drum cadence of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let that be your stride. Let that be your gate. Let that be the thing, you know, you're walking in the counsel of the godly. Hallelujah. <laughs> Not in the way of a sinner or a person who's scornful and mocking, you know, these people they got this bad attitude all the time. I'm telling you, Jesus has got something a whole lot better for you. Let me ask you some questions. Are you praying? Are you praising? Come on, when's the last time you just praised God for a little bit? I tell you, it'd probably do you really good. Hallelujah. Are you praying? Are you praising? Are you in fear? Or are you letting your flesh control behavior? These are some of the things that happen in people's lives. Are we walking in love? Huh? Come on now. The Bible says the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Is that the thing that's dominating your life? Or have you allowed your flesh and, you know, heaven only knows whatever else, you know? Come on now. I'm telling you, there's a better way to live. And it's God's way. It's according to his word. And praise God, his, the Bible says that his love is in us, and so we can do it. We just need to tell our flesh to get back where it belongs. Hallelujah. Let me ask you this question. What is it that occupies the maturity of your thought life? Is it anxiety? Is it worry? Are you just rehearsing and going back over all these things? You know, when Paul was writing, he said, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are just, whatever things are honest, huh? whatever things are of a good report, come on, you know, think on these things. Hallelujah. In other words, you can control your thought life. You don't have to dwell on these things. The Bible says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Don't sit around and dwell on the negative because that's not going to do you or anybody else any good. So these are the things that we need to look at when it comes to our lives. Are we allowing our thought life to be occupied by, you know, all kinds of, well, I call it stinking thinking you know, instead of allowing, praise God, the goodness of God. And again, this is, not a, this is not some kind of denial thing. You know, you're living in denial. You got your head stuck in the sand. No, I'm just telling you, praise God, there's a better way to live. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus asked this question. He said, which of you by being anxious and, you know, all wrought up, which of you by doing so can add any height to your stature? You know, none of us can. In other words, it's an exercise in futility. There's a better way to live, praise God. And that life is in him. And trusting in what it is that he said, rejoicing in it, praise God, declaring it. You know, when he said, I will help you, when he said, I will strengthen you, when he said, I will uphold you, dear friend, that ought to be what's on your lips. God, you're going to strengthen me. I know you'll uphold me. I know that you will help me, praise God. That you will restore health to my being, praise God. Why? Because it's the will of God. Jesus Himself took our infirmity and bare our sicknesses so that by the stripes of Jesus you could be made whole, so that you could be healed. Believe that, praise God. Let God restore his health to you so that you can enjoy life's best. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? I tell you what, it'll bless you. Glory to God. So Everything hinges on what you do with the word. i got to come to a close here. But, you know, there's one more thing here. You know, God, when he instructed Joshua, he said, you want to have good success? Huh? You want want your life to prosper? He said, this book of the law, the Bible, the word of God, shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. And, And you do it with the purpose of observing to do according to everything that's written in it. He said, and then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. So I tell you what, dear friend, let's be doers of the Word of God. Let's realign our thinking. Let's refocus our gaze, our vision, back onto what the Bible has to say. Let's get off of this and onto the Word. Let's listen to what it is that God has said so that we can enjoy everything that heaven has to offer. And so let me close with just again making this statement to you. You know, the laws of God, the word of God, it's not designed, God didn't put it in place to punish you. You know, he he put his word in play to bless you. He wants to bless you. Are you listening to me? Some people say, well, you know, if I got to obey God, if I got to do the Bible, then I won't have any more fun. Dude, you don't even know what fun is. That stuff that you call fun. You go out and you do whatever it is you do, and then you regret, you rehearse, and you say, I'll never do it again, and you go right back out and do it again. And I'm telling you what, that's no way to live. The blessing of God, the Bible says, makes us rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. I'm telling you, the Jesus life, God's way of doing life, is the very, very best, and dear friend, you can go to the bank on that. So I trust that you'll take these words to heart, that you'll believe in what it is that I'm talking to you about. Listen, let's, 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 let's march to the uh, Jesus' drum, shall we? Let's go down his path a while. Hallelujah. I tell you, you'll get excited. You'll be happy. You'll be blessed. And I know you will. Let's commit this to our hearts. Father, thank you for your word to us. So grateful for your blessing. Father, I pray for every person that's listening to this broadcast and ask you, Father, to take this word, sow it as a seed in their heart, Father, and bring forth fruit abundantly in every one of their lives and I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Praise God. You know, again, thank you so much for being with us. As, As we always do, we talk about your opportunity to be able to sow seed into the kingdom of God and you can do so either by texting to give or you can also go to the website, you know, the fellowship Church, uh, slash give, and you can participate in giving that way. Also, obviously, if you're not, you know, technically uh, inclined, you can always send a check to P.O. Box 195 Oakland, Iowa, 515660. Listen, if this has been a blessing to you, praise God, then sow some seed. You know, put some seed in some good ground. And I tell you what, this is good ground. Why? Because we're preaching the word to you. We're preaching God's will to you. Put some seed in in some good ground and watch it grow. And listen, you'll be blessed. We're looking forward to seeing you again this next Sunday morning. Praise God. We'll be here live and in color. We hope that you can join us. Hallelujah. And if not, we understand completely. And we hope to see you through our broadcast. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Amen.